now listening to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. It is not as happy a mood as it was last year at this time, but you know what? That's okay. I am Alex Shane here with Rich Hill on the last podcast of the year. Rich, I'm sitting here in my little man cave at home. The Patriots just lost to the Eagles. You're at the stadium. How are you feeling? You okay, buddy? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty fine. I don't know. After watching how it all played out, you know, it wasn't like a, a dumb thing caused the Patriots to lose 41-33 to the Philadelphia Eagles. If your defense can't force a, like a single stop in the second half, they, they forced one punt all game. It was actually the only punt in the entire game. And then they had that interception. Eagles were scoring at will every other time they touched the ball. And if that's, how, what, if that's what happens, then it's not like it's, it's not like you can be too upset with the outcome. No, you can't. I mean, the better team won this game. The Eagles basically emptied their entire playbook and then some. Like, Doug Peterson was, like, like taking his shoe off and, like, pulling <laughs> a secret play out of his sock. You know, totally gutsy calls, fourth and one. And it basically came to, as Super Bowls always do with the Patriots, came down to a very small handful of plays. And, you know, the this time, in the past two years, the Patriots have had been on the good side of those, those small handful of plays. This year they weren't. And the Eagles totally deserved to win this game. What I'm appreciative about this is there was this was not like a, a helmet catch. It was not some Jermaine curse. It was not some Mario Manningham thing. It was just a better team with a better game plan who played a perfect game going in there and winning. And there's really nothing to do with tipper cap. Yeah, and I, I knew this, and we mentioned this on our pregame show, that we absolutely were positive that this game would come down to whether or not your quarterback was able to catch the football. That's, that's what we talked about. That's why you need to watch our pregame shows. Tom Brady did not <laughs> catch his target. Nick Foles did. That actually decided the game, and it's not even a joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, as you said, it is only a few plays that have to go one way or another. The Patriots offense, they did an outstanding job, especially when they, they lost Brandon Cooks early early on, who was clearly, he must have been a huge part of the game because he's their number one wide receiver. They didn't have Julian Edelman this entire year, but everyone else stepped up. You know, Danny Amendola, 8 for 152, Chris Hogan, 6 for a buck 28 and a touchdown, Gronk had 9 for 116 and two scores, even James White had, I think, 66 yards and a touchdown as well. The old reliables all stepped up. Maybe the outcome would have been different if they had Cooks, if they had Edelman, but ifs and, ifs and buts right there. And so, yeah, the Eagles, they did what they needed to do in order to win. They, they made all of the small plays. The Patriots did not. And that's just kind of the, the long and short of it. And so my question for you, though, is what happened with Malcolm Butler? I, I think that if there's any reason to be upset with the outcome of this game, it's not the officials. You know, it, I, if, if we wanted to go with the consistency stake, maybe if it were a regular season game, they would have overturned that Clement touchdown saying that he was adjusting it and maybe he didn't have full control of it. And then maybe they would have said Zarek Ertz was going to the ground. That's all semantics with the rules. I'm, I, you know, I'm fine with that. They, they made the right call. Ultimately, those should have been scores, but what I was just confused with was so many of these coaching decisions. First and foremost, what was the deal with Malcolm Butler not playing at all on defense? That is just a Taekwon Underwood level coaching decision that is just all of the terrible karma in the world. 
I mean, my only guess, I mean, I am completely in the dark as you about this, obviously. My only guess is, you know, he missed a couple of practices with an illness earlier in the season. Maybe he just wasn't healthy. Maybe he was still sick and trying to power through it. And they thought Eric Rowe gave him a better, better chance to win. That's all I can really think about because I think Eric Rowe got kind of worked up and down the field oh, several totally. times. Um, so it's not like he was a better option later. Maybe if they started out and like maybe a sick Malcolm Butler better than a healthy Eric Rowe. I don't know. But I don't think it was a kind of like disciplinary issue. I think when the Super Bowl comes around, you throw that out the window. They must have just thought he was sick and unable to play. But I'll tell you this. I, 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 there's never any guarantees in the NFL. But I feel as close as possible to guaranteeing that Malcolm Butler will not be a Patriot next year. Oh, seriously. I, I will say say though that it, maybe it was a disciplinary thing i know bill belichick was only telling i believe it was M michelle tafoya uh or whoever it is on the sideline uh but they saying that this was a coaching decision they thought that they were playing a player that would put them in the best position to win and in fairness of that decision making malcolm butler is susceptible to double moves and so they want to put stefan gilmore on tory smith and then they want to put eric rowe on alshon jeffrey because he has the size that was just a terrible, 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 terrible decision. And Alshon Jeffrey had his way with Eric Rowe, who was just the favorite target on third downs and in the red zone. It just didn't pan out. And they made a correct adjustment to put Gilmore on Jeffrey, but then they kept Eric Rowe out there. And it's just, what? Were you, why are you playing Johnson Badimosi and Jordan Richards ahead of Malcolm Butler? Right? That, that's just yeah. that's just a terrible coaching call to go along with, you know. Kicking it on fourth and one from the eight yard line—that is just not a Super Bowl winning play. That is just, you know, that that's just. There's so many things that the coaches did on this one that just probably. I mean, that cost them the game at the end of the day. No, it did. And again, like I don't want to see like the, I I do not want to paint a narrative that it's painted a lot with the Patriots and that they lost this game. The oh, Eagles yeah. won this game. Eagles the Eagles won this them. game. Like hands down, deserved it. Really, again, the, just the, the the accuracy Nick Foles exhibited, the lack of pass rush the Patriots exhibited, the running game, the the, the third down conversions, just the the brass balls call play calling from Doug Peterson. On again, that fourth and one was probably the play of the game when they converted on the on the sack. And just you know, again, like I as as a team that's lost before compared to the 07 loss and the 11 loss were just like ridiculous plays, and the Patriots probably should have won it. Um, I don't know. Even when Brady had the ball with like 220 left and down by five, I, I still thought that the Eagles were going to come back and win this game because there's nothing about this. If you look at these two teams objectively, the Eagles just wanted it more. They played better. They had better coaching. Belichick got flat out out coached today. And when you lose a game like this where like the better team just comes in, just out executes you, it's really hard to be too upset. I don't know. Yeah, and I think you see that the Eagles – did the exact game plan that you need in order to win these games, right? Their opening drive, 14 plays. They took what they were given, 67 yards and a field goal. Second half, 11 drives, 85, or 11 plays, 85 yards and a touchdown. They also had a 14 play, 75 yard and a touchdown. Six for 65 and a touchdown. They took what the Patriots were giving them. They did not panic. They did not feel the pressure to gain, you know, 70 yards on a chunk play. They just were slow and methodical. They drained time off of the clock. They had two drives that were over seven minutes long this game, which is ridiculous. And they also had two, two drives that were over four. Four minutes long and so they just completely dominated the time of possession and that they that's exactly how you're supposed to beat the Patriots even though New England still put up 33 points they the the fact that the Eagles were able to control the clock they were able to control the tempo of the game it never felt like New England had this game in hand 
No, they didn't. They really didn't. I, I would love to know somebody out somewhere out there. Somebody made a ridiculous prop bet that there'd be more quarterback receptions than punts in the Super Bowl, <laughs> and he won like seventy-five thousand dollars on a three-dollar bet. Like somebody good for that guy, whoever he is that saw that coming. Um, yeah, again, it's just one of those games. You know, to beat the Patriots, you have to play a full sixty minutes. The Eagles never took their foot off the gas. They kept playing. They kept their game plan going. And I don't know, man. Like I, I maybe I'll if I'm I'll, maybe tomorrow I'll wake up upset, but like I am I'm actually just legitimately excited for the offseason to relax and you know like, as we've talked about a bunch of times man it's, it's all gravy at this point they've got five Tom Brady's already the goat he played like a maniac again 400 plus yards passing I feel like this 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 team in 2017 they kind of lived and died by Tom Brady miracles yep. uh, more or less and you know this time they died by a Tom Brady miracle you really it's kind of crazy to be asking a 40 year old quarterback to carry carry a team but that's what they did, and it wasn't good enough. And yet, once again, Rich Hill, the NFL MVP, has yet to win a Super Bowl. Oh, I knew it was going to happen. It's so true. And the Madden curse and the passing leader are all still in play. Yeah, all and, still in play. I mean, th- this team was clearly flawed. I, you have to like that they only they ranked fifth in points allowed, but everything pointed that eventually something would come back to bite them. Every other statistic they were just terrible at, other than in points. And this team, they were just too similar to the 2011 Patriots, right? You can't be so single-sided and win a game. You you just need your defense to make a play. They were unable to, other than that Deron Harmon interception. There were just no sacks. They weren't getting any pressure on Nick Foles. They weren't making any third-down stops. They just weren't stepping up on the defensive side. And so that means that when you head into this offseason, they need to do a lot of changes. They need linebackers. They need to find a cornerback that can play opposite of Stephon Gilmore because Eric Rowe did not do a great job out there. They clearly don't have the the options behind him, and they need linebackers because they were not good enough to to do it. They need pass rushers because what they had wasn't good enough. And no, they weren't good enough at any level other than possibly safety. And even then, they weren't fantastic. There were a lot of plays at the the second level of field where the Eagles running backs or even the receivers were generating more yards after the catch than they should have because the safeties weren't breaking down well enough at the second level. I'll tell you the first thing I'm doing if I'm Bill Belichick. I am firing my defensive coordinator. <laughs> Get that guy out of here. Oh, uh, it's know, true. 41 points, man. Again, like, yeah, I mean, one punt all game, totally nuts. Uh, you know, again, there's it, it, not really much much to say. You know, I feel like we're kind of talking about the Miami game. The last time the Patriots lost, just like they just didn't play as well as the other team. And yep. that's just the way it is. Um, I, it, they're really, I mean, I, I'd like to hope maybe this is a, a bit of a wake-up call. You know, 2014 Patriots and the 2015, uh, 2016 Patriots, excuse me, won the game with defense. Dante Hightower had a huge sack when it mattered, and then Darrell Revis, and like they, they got to the quarterback, and they made big stops. And I don't know, maybe this is a wake-up call that you just can't rely on, on Tom Brady all the time. But again, man, like, they should five rings. They shouldn't need that. But like in five rings, dude. Like this is I'm, it's okay. Like we're allowed to lose a couple of Super Bowls. We've been talking about it all year. It's all gravy. And um I don't know. I'm I'm kinda looking forward to relaxing for a couple of weeks and then yeah. enjoying the offseason. Yeah, me too. It doesn't seem like there's too much else really to break down on this. Eagles outplayed them while they were on offense. Patriots defense did not play well. The coaching staff made poor decisions. Patriots offense did play well, but the Eagles made the play when they needed to, right? They they forced the the fumble at the end of the game, got that distance gaining field goal, you know, to put it up to forty one. They made the stops inside of the red zone that they had to. So Eagles made the plays, Patriots didn't. Eagles definitely deserved that victory. And we're on to we're on to twenty eighteen where maybe the Patriots will invest a little bit more in their defensive front because they can't expect to to compete again next year at the Super Bowl level without improving their defensive front. 
100%. You know, I think Brandon Cooks going out was a, a big loss. They kind of had to adjust on the fly there. But it's not like the offense w- was, was stagnant without him. It's kind of all on the defense, and it's all on just – it's basically the Patriots won one of three phases of football. Defense, special teams, that goes to the Eagles. That no, no, another. Well, what I was worried about, Rich, was like, I'm like, oh, no, another botched Guskowski's extra points going to cost the pass oh, the game. Right? I saw that coming, but that wasn't the case. So, again, I, I feel good about this because it's, it's a legitimate – legitimate loss there's no refs I'm, I'm okay with the catches standing i'm okay with the play calling i'm i'm okay with everything that went on outside the page organization i think the defense is questionable but a better team won and the loss was as legitimate and well deserved as you get when you're philadelphia eagles and that's just the way it is man yep absolutely and so if, if unless there's anything else you want to talk about here i should probably go run to the the press conferences that are taking place right now uh and then we'll have more information breaking down the game at patspulpit.com if that's how you feel like coping with this loss but otherwise alec do you have any final thoughts well man it's been a hell of a season didn't quite end the way we wanted it to but you know what's good about being a patriots fan we'll most likely be right back in the next (laughs) it's absolutely absolutely true and so until next time alec you have a good one see you buddy later man I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.